It is Monday on Daily Delivery. Michael Rand here. Patrick Royce joins me as usual. Um, Patrick, before we begin recording, I was having a hard time discerning which one of the major football teams in town was more disappointing this weekend. But it was two completely different games when the Vikings lose 40 to three <laughs> and the Gophers lose um, 13 10 to Iowa disappointing in their own ways. We'll cover that ground for sure for the bulk of this show. Uh, I want to talk twins with you as well. We were both out at the New Jersey unveiling on Friday, but by the end of the day, the uh, some of the some of the actual baseball moves they'd made were probably just as interesting, if not more. And we'll see what we have time for at the end of the show. I don't think I'm going to get your uh, your burning hot takes predictions on US v Wales at 1 p.m. today, so maybe we can skip over that. But um, Vikings, Patrick, I do think we got to start there just because of how bad that was and it's like it's like everything you worried about with this team all year happening in one game right o'connell looked like he was a little bit of a deer in the headlights couldn't get anything going um in terms of whatever it was motivation coaching schemes whatever it was injuries catching up to them an opponent who's just you know got got more more juice on the offensive and defensive lines and Cousins just getting pressured so much that he he can't do anything. Um, I mean, it was it was was it was three to three for a little while there, um, and then my my wife and daughter went shopping and they came home and I said, "Well, the Vikings still have three, but Dallas now has 40. Um, and there it was. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, one of the great beatings of all time. And offensively, it only started on their first play when Micah had a free run of. Uh, cousins and dang or killed them and it was amazing that's a you know of all the offensive line issues that have been here since cousins uh played that because cousins became the quarterback that was the worst i mean that was just it was a jailbreak and with uh, I, I saw suen's thing today six of the seven sacks were with a four-man rush yes that was the other thing they weren't sending anybody they just Which, did it with their right. four guys up front but they got about seven or eight of them. They run them off the bench, and uh, they got some athletes, man. And uh, they just uh, – you lost Derisau, who probably shouldn't have been playing because he had a concussion last week, and uh, now he's back. Uh, you won't see him for a while. And the NFL is going to take a close look at this one because, uh, you know, you let him come back a week later after he was out with a concussion, he gets another one real quick. But when he doesn't play, they got they have no left tackle – uh, Cleveland left for a while. They still have Ed, Ed Ingram in there uh, trying to, you know, and whoever else. It it was a jailbreak uh, for uh, the Cousins. That's as bad as he's he's ever looked. He was trying to hold the ball a little bit and get it downfield to Jefferson and uh, Thielen, and there was no chance to do that. But you know, I, I was I got contemplative about nine thirty last night. I was watching something. I was saying, you know. This is why sports is wonderful. Because a week ago, we almost went out and greeted them at the airport. One of the <laughs> great victories in franchise history. Right. I right. mean, same team, same guys. Right. You know, fighting. They fight to the end. One thing we know about these Vikings, they fight to the end. If they would have had their choice, they would have left and never came back in the middle of the second quarter yesterday. It was right. just a beating of, I mean, the, I wasn't there, but you could see that they were showing the skull thing before the game and the crowd couldn't have been more festive. And uh, then you end up 
just getting hammered. And, uh, you know, I kind of thought, okay, Dallas, hey, Dallas just lost to Green Bay, by the way. Yes, yes by the way, Dallas yeah. Dallas just lost to Green Bay, by the way. Just gave up, what, 31 points, I think, yeah. yeah. Yes, to Green Bay. And uh, so that's, I mean, that's, you know what I say about sports. We we always know what's going to happen unless it doesn't. <laughs> and that was, that was exactly what we saw yesterday. But there's a... You know, they got injuries now. They haven't had any, many injuries this year at all. Now they got injuries. They got one on the offensive line, at least two, and one very important one on the offensive line. And the secondary, this Andrew Booth is, uh, is uh, oof, he had no chance. He had no idea what he was doing. And they suckered him in. And and then and then we got a defense that thinks it's a good idea to have Jordan Hicks chasing oh, Tony Pollard. That down play. The sideline. That yeah. was, what is poor Jordan? That isn't Jordan Hicks's fault. No. That isn't his fault. That isn't Schnelker's fault. Yeah. He's not, he, he's not supposed to be chasing that guy down the field. No. But uh, what a beating. And now, you know, okay, everybody's, oh, yeah, the, the New England's red hot, too. They're coming in. New England needed an 85-yard punt return to get to 10 points uh, yes. on, a, on virtually the last play of the game. It was three for three. They're playing great defense, but their yes. offense stinks. So, uh, you know, they, they're not going to come in here and beat up the Vikings the way the uh, Dallas did because they don't have that kind of athletes. They don't have great athletes. But uh, they're – the Vikings are, if their offensive line is all beat to hell, Belichick's home right now, uh, figuring out what they're going to do with Derrissaw not playing left tackle. So, uh, yeah, they'll, I mean, that'll be a 17 to 13 game, I think. And uh, I, I, it's not going to be a beating, but you don't want to, after a performance like that and the leaks that we're showing, you don't want to be playing Belichick because he, you know, whatever you say about him and not being as good as they used to be, he's still the all-time coaching genius in the history of man as far as I'm concerned. So he'll come up with something for him, and it's going to be tough Thursday, and it'll be interesting, you know, if the kid coach uh, get, comes up with a bite. I don't it's not getting fired up. you got a plan. You're going to have a plan here. What, what are you going to do? Right. Move the ball. What are you going to do to move the ball? So, yeah, anyway. I mean, I mean, in years past, they've tried to move the pocket around. They've done a lot of different things when the offensive line has been bad. And, you know, in this year, in a lot of games, it had been better, especially when Darisaw yes. was healthy. I wouldn't say it was a great line by any stretch, but it was at least an adequate line in a lot of their wins this year, giving Cousins at least enough time to get throws off. There just wasn't that. He was pressured on, I think, over, more than 60% of his dropbacks, <laughs> oh, which is like yeah. a career a career high easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you know, he just had nowhere to go with the ball. Like you said, the six out of the seven sacks were with four-man front, so there's seven guys back there you know, defending the pass. There's nowhere to go with the ball. I mean, when you can get pressure with four like that, that's just yeah. that's kind of the death knell in the NBA, in the NBA, in the NFL. For... I mean, one other thing, Mike, is O'Neal got run over a few times. Yes, he did. On the other side, which is, you know, there's your strength right there. There's right. your man. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. No, that's that's a good point. I mean, there's nobody on the line uh, played well in this game. And I did see after the game – O'Connell said the injury to Cleveland doesn't sound like it's anything serious, and they've been pretty uh, forthright with injuries yeah. this year. So we'll see about we'll see about him. And you know, there's really no need to push anybody no, at a certain no. point in that game. I was calling for them to take Cousins out like midway through yeah. the third quarter. I'm like, this game's over. Like you just you just look at it, it's like there's no way 
They're coming back against this team with this pass rush, bowling them over so much. But it, it is more than just the pass rush. So, like you said, it's the, the secondary with the injuries now with both um, Cameron Dantzler. We knew, we never knew how much we'd miss a Caleb Evans, a guy that I had not even paid a single bit of attention to uh, before the season started. Uh, didn't know how much we how much we'd miss him. Um, and it's you know it's still the defensive line with with Dalvin Tomlinson being out for these past yeah. few games. They've gotten away with it, but. They're giving up a ton of rushing yards with him out. And again, yesterday, they couldn't stop anybody on the ground, through the air. I mean, it was just everything you worried about at the beginning of the year, especially in terms of depth, that's starting to come to fruition. And now you're right. They've got to play New England, which is not a great team, but has a great defense. I think it's the Jets after that. And that's another team with a good front four. I mean, it'll get easier in terms of front four as the years go as the year goes on. But Every team now is going to and they know how to how to beat the Vikings if they can. It's it's still the same formula. Get after Cousins and rattle him and he he clearly was uh, was trying yesterday but just yes. had nothing. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake. With 24/7 gaming, the good times never have to end. And you can satisfy your cravings at our restaurants and bars. Or relax in one of our luxurious hotel rooms. Those that play together stay together. And don't forget to join Club M so you can spark new memories and bask in the rewards along the way. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. Brady, Marino, uh, whoever you want to name, would have had no chance yesterday. This is not a that was not a cousin's problem yesterday. That was a how in the hell am I going to get out of here alive problem. It was uh, it was. Uh, pretty amazing well that micah parsons is something who man oh, yeah. how about him going how about him being so sack hungry he gets hurt and they talk he comes back into the game yes. still looking for sacks well why doesn't mccarthy say no you can't play you got they got a game thursday too yeah you know? these guys i'm sure they've got like performance bonuses and oh yeah that, their numbers yeah that guy doesn't need a performance bonus because no. you're gonna pay him whatever he wants <laughs> yes He's the best. He's uh, past uh, Donald, I think, is the best uh, defensive lineman. Line, but he's kind of a hybrid. But uh, right, he's something on an athlete. So, uh, they got athletes, man. They. Uh, I remember I saw in the the opening game of the season. They were so bad; it was incredible. I thought they stink. Now you look at him in the NFC. They got the they got the best personnel. Whether they relate that, but. Here's here's one big problem they got. They're paying an ungodly amount of money to Zeke, who is their who is not in the same planet as Tony Pollard. No, Pollard's great. Jeez. Yeah. <clears throat> Zeke and, is still uh, useful in some situations, but Pollard, man, he's a game breaker. He just yeah. I mean, especially against that team yesterday. They just couldn't they couldn't cover him. And that's a that's another big problem too. Like even yeah. the defense just looked slow yesterday. And that's, you know, that's been a thing for some games this year too. And you know, so now you look at it, and there, it's it's weird because you know every season, even Super Bowl seasons, a lot of times have clunkers, right? Yeah. I mean, there's uh, you saw people suddenly coming up with evidence, like I think Tampa Bay a couple of years ago when they won the Super Bowl, I think they lost a game like thirty-eight to three. So you know, uh-huh. it's not like you can't have a game like this and still rebound. But the way they lost, I mean, now I saw Seifert's tweet. I told you about this earlier. Vikings, the first team in NFL history to be eight and two or better through 10 games and have a negative point <laughs> differential. They're minus two 
on the season because their wins uh, were a lot yeah. of them were close and their losses were 17 and 37 points. So now you know, if you're them, that's got to cause some self-doubt when you lose like this. I mean, they, they've got to be, you know, yeah. they've got to be wondering where do we go from here? Still seven games left, still four games up in this terrible division, but, but where do they go from here? Yeah. Well, I got to, you know, if, if, you know, right now the, uh, I've always said that you, you know, offensive line to me is the indication for your really good, your really good teams always have good offensive yes. line. And if this, you know, if they end up with whatever his name is, Bandle or Brandle or whatever, Blake Brandle, yeah, left tackle, they that's not functional. That's not going to be that. That guy had no idea what what the hell he was doing. He was Which over. Was- Physically. Which was wild because in the Bills game he was really good, uh, but again that's you know in relief and that's a smaller sample. Yeah, yeah, but uh, and, and again you know he's half the time he's trying to block, block Micah, which is impossible. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean they, they you know it, now it all depends upon whether they can slap that offensive line back together. In my opinion, uh, they're uh, you, you got you got Jefferson. And you got now you got the new tight end who hasn't had much influence yet, but you but these weapons do you no good if the quarterback when he turns around there's two guys about to kill him. Yes. So yeah, yes. That, to me that's you know and if they can, I I know one thing they aren't going to win a uh, brain contest with Belichick. Okay, they're no. not going to. But but if they can get their basics back on the offense and give cousins time, then they'll be fine. But the, the other good thing is, uh, you know, they got to win one more game to win the division. right? Yeah. One or two. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't even think they don't have to win two. Nobody's getting nine to nine in the, in the, in the division. You see so, who's in second place now? Yeah, our lions. That's who right. Three wins in a row, baby. Win in a row. And if they hadn't, uh, puked like four, four away, They'd be right there with us. Was, yes. Uh, you got to give that crazy son of a gun credit. They show up and play every week. Yes, they do. Took some of the worst losses in the history of football. But yeah, they're they're second for sure. And uh, but that's that's not a real challenge. But you just mentioned it. Okay, you, if the Patriots come in here and they you know beat them seventeen to ten or something. Yeah. At the Jets coming in here rushing them, they all of a sudden what looked like a very doable schedule becomes uh, the you know you're you're ending up you know you end up at a four seed playing a five at home uh, that's that's not going to be good right if they if they end up now eleven and six or something like that right and then you end up with the the division team with the fourth best record that won't be good so they got you know they were sitting there pretty contending for the number one seed and now yeah it was just a beating of unbelievable proportions uh it's it's uh worst ever in a, and everybody used this the worst ever in the city of city limits of minneapolis yeah. oh it was right. also by the way i don't know if anybody made a big thing about this it was the uh what what, what is it the uh, dallas's largest uh the margin of victory ever in uh, wow. in, a, in a road game, I think. 
Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, and it said it was the Vikings' worst home loss in fifty-nine years. So he got that going for him. Sixty-three seasons. They came in one year before us and served their their largest margin of victory on a, on a in a road game. So, so amazing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, stood in stark stood in stark contrast to Saturday's uh, <laughs> Gophers' loss to Iowa. I mean, they ran Gophers ran for how many yards? Over three hundred yards. Mo had almost three hundred by himself, but. Again, <clears throat> it's this, this combination of not making plays when it matters most and being probably too conservative. And this is the PJ yes. Fleck era. It just drives me crazy that they can't, they can't or won't throw the ball until it's absolutely necessary. And when you do that, you don't have the the reps, you don't have the the confidence to make those plays. And so you get in a situation where it's ten ten. You're you're driving down. You got third and seven from the thirty three. You're going into the wind. You, you don't really have much of an option here, right? If you run the ball, you're probably not going to get the first down. Everybody thinks, okay, they got to throw here. And a lot of good teams, you know what? They can get seven yards in that situation because they've practiced it. And instead, their freshman throws an interception that leads to the game-winning field goal for Iowa. But it just drives me crazy. Like P.J. Fleck, and I made this point on Twitter, as much as he is um, a motivator and a completely different person than Mike Zimmer, he's the exact same game coach as Zimmer, and that's yeah. why he drives people crazy. Yeah, well, worse. I mean, Zim was not as anti-pass as this guy. Well, in, in Abraham's fumble, that was his 14th carry of the drive. Yes. Maybe he was a little tired. Yeah. What the hell? Why, why is he scared to death to let this quarterback try to do anything? It's unbelievable here. Go out there and get him, son. You have a fantastic future. You're going to take us to some big bowl games. But today, don't try to throw a pass. Whatever right. you right. Just, uh, you know, you're playing into Iowa's hands, right? Iowa cannot, you know, try to get both teams going up and down the field. You'll beat Iowa if you get them, if you loosen up the game, right? Yes. I was, I was god awful. They're, quarterback is pathetic and uh, they made him look pretty good saturday well only you know the one guy dropped the ball and then the other one is you know they he did throw the nice pass to the tight end down the middle but uh beyond that i mean that, that's that's I, iowa had what they had 10 yards in the second half yeah <laughs> they had nothing they, they were getting nothing going they had nothing going they might if they beat nebraska we're gonna send that yes i know to the to the big 10 championship game it's embarrassing Uh, it's embarrassing because in iowa they want even iowa which you know forens has been there forever they wanted to run both of them out of town uh most of the you know early in the season and now they're gonna win this pathetic i mean here's the bottom line it'll never with UCLA and Southern Cal coming in and blah, blah, blah. It was there on a big platter. For yes. Pete. And now if they lose Saturday at Wisconsin, and I said this on Twitter, if they lose Saturday at Wisconsin, they will go under 500 in the big 10 in the easiest, easiest schedule the Gophers have ever had in the big 10. Yes. At least going back to when the Germans surrendered. And I had people say, which war? And that's a question. But they have never had a schedule like this. No. They did not have Michigan. They did not have Ohio State. 
you can't find a gopher schedule no. ever that didn't have Michigan until about 1995. So, okay. Yes. That's, I mean, this is the easiest schedule in the easiest West of all time. And they puked it away. Yes. Uh, so they, they played Purdue like idiots. They didn't go out and try to take advantage of that. Nope. Up. They played, uh, you know, they, they, Illinois was probably better than that maybe, but well, uh, Illinois lost three in a row now. So yeah. how good are they? Did you see Bielema? He basically just come out and said the Big Ten is fixed. Did you, the, <laughs> I didn't see that. That's oh funny. yeah, he basically said that's they they know who they want to win or something. Wow, because like, there were some uh, shaky calls at the end of that. Thing. Okay, but, they wanted Michigan and Ohio State to be done defeated when they played each other. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> what he said, <laughs> and it was funny because Gopher fans hate Bielema, but they sided with him on that. Uh, yeah, it was that was an awful loss. That was a, I mean, I had much worse loss than the Gopher than the Vikings loss as far as big picture. You know. Oh I, yeah, I mean they they still had a they still had a shot at they still had yeah. a shot at the Big Ten. I mean they would need it. They would need it. All they would have Wisconsin needed, and well, and, yeah, they would have had to beat Wisconsin and they would have Indiana to beat Purdue. To beat Purdue. Well, which, Purdue damn near lost to Northwestern yes. and at home and Indiana. Yes rallied to beat michigan state right so gonna, this is the old oak and bucket yes be all fired up for saturday yes that one's and, possible that would have been possible and then you did this uh by the way they got away that campbell brought that pass back for a touchdown and they didn't uh you know they they said he was out of bounds but he wasn't i, I don't, don't think know. he was either it was close i don't think he was but i think that's yeah. one where you can't like, like, blew it dead at the point yeah review it what's that uh, why don't they let them review it? Because I think because I think because then people start stop playing. Or I what? think because they blew it dead there. That if you if you blow the whistle there because you say he's out of bounds, you can't then say but how long did it take? Because it didn't seem like it was instant. You know, I after like ten or fifteen yards of him running down the field, it looked like people weren't chasing him anymore. So okay. that that must be it. Like you can't. If you if you blow it dead, then you can't expect people to keep playing through it. If they would have, you know, you can reverse it the other way. If it if, it, if he ran it back for a touchdown and then he turned out he stepped out, then you can call well, him up there. But I don't think you can do it the other way. On the site, and you know what the rule is. How can you call that? Oh, yeah, yes. Who cares? Right, yeah. right. They got it anyway. But Gophers, yeah, the Gophers would have been better off if he'd scored because then they would have had two minutes to not do anything off. <laughs> well, and, and your your point's a great one. Like I'm going to write about this. I think this morning, just the regret for not taking advantage of this season because you know you're right. UCLA and USC coming in in 2024 and next year. Um, you know, I took a quick peek ahead at the because Randy Johnson had written about how coming into this game, the Gophers' five, seven wins were against teams with a combined 18 and 58 record. And wow. their losses were against teams that were combined thirty and fourteen. And now add to that the uh, the Iowa game, another team with the winning record. Next year doesn't start out that daunting. Their first five are against Nebraska, Eastern Michigan, North Carolina, Northwestern, and Louisiana Lafayette. Now North Carolina's nine and two this year. They're pretty good, but they just lost on Saturday too to someone not that great. Um, Eastern Michigan seven and four, so at least a little bit better. Uh, non-conference competition, the last seven games of the year, Michigan, Iowa, Michigan State, Illinois, Purdue, Ohio State, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you know, they get 
they get them both next year, Michigan and Ohio State. I mean, I think uh, two of Iowa's losses are Michigan, Ohio State, right? Yeah, so, and you and you can't expect Iowa and Wisconsin to be as bad next year, even no, if they no, even if they no. might be. You can't expect it. No, and uh, Nebraska's going to have a new coach, you know. So yes. got to, and he's got to be better than what they've had, but of course they they'll probably screw that higher up anyway. But yeah, this was it. This was this it. was it. And by the way, I'm getting sick of people telling me that this all started when I jumped on the bandwagon. <laughs> it's right. It's not right. <laughs> I jumped on the bandwagon 48 hours before they beat Michigan State. Yes. 30 to 6 to 7 or whatever it was. Yeah, 34, and 7, something like that, yeah. As you all go back and look at your uh, your projections, wondering if they could actually go 12 and 0, if they could win that Penn State game. So uh, that was not. Then they started coaching very conservatively. Yes. That. And what's with the new, What you know, I mean, go back and we Chip wrote a column about how much better the offense looked with the Chiroka back. Chiraka, yeah. Chiraka back. And uh, then what happened? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I don't know either. <laughs> Excuse me. I had a cough there. Okay. Anyway. No, that's okay. I'm thinking about uh, flex offense. I got allergic to PJ's conservative approach. What is- What's he afraid he's, of? he's always he's he's been like that for a long time. That's just how he, you, you know. Game. I mean, even when they're playing Bowling Green, right? Last well, year, and you know what it is? We're in a slugfest with Bowling Green. It's you a gr- superior athletes to run past them. You know? It's a great way to beat a bad team, and it's a great way to lose to a good team because you just you you got to take advantage more of opportunities. You got to open it up a little bit and be willing to take. Not even like risks, just like throw the ball, like you know, <laughs> let your empower your quarterback to make a play, especially a guy who actually can make a play. We think we don't know. We don't sure. know that for sure, but we, you know, he he at least has the threat of running or passing, and he's you know, you you see him throw the ball. Looks like he can throw the ball. He he's got some zip you on the back, passes. You go. You let Tanner play the last one. I don't know. For all his years of service. Or not. That is, I mean, it doesn't even really matter at this point. Like, you know, does anybody no, even care okay. what happens at Wisconsin now? I mean, maybe yeah. mildly, but winning the axe is not, uh, not, not that, not a very good consolation prize for this. Not this year. Flop not this year. And by the way, I see they signed another three-star from Texas who was they beat out Abilene Christian or somebody for them. They're uh, they're now standing. They were fifty fifth in recruiting last year, and they're forty ninth now. What what has happened there? What is uh, you know that 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 was his deal? They were in the low thirties a couple of you know couple of years ago. What has what's happened to their recruiting? That's weird. I, I mean, I they, wonder. Yeah. The portal, yeah. they've been focusing a little bit on the portal, but I don't know how much that yeah. does for. Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, that was a yeah, just a brutal game to lose. I was brutal season, brutal season. I was terrible offensively, terrible. I always had like the stud tight end and the great running back, and they don't have either of those. No. And their quarterback, I mean, he's, his numbers were fine the other day, but he doesn't scare you. Defense no. is great, but you know. <laughs> But the but that wasn't the problem. The Gophers got like 400 yards. They ran the ball whenever they wanted to, and they still didn't win that game. Points, 400 yards and 10 points. That's impossible. 300 yards rushing. I mean, they had the ball for almost the whole game. Yeah, which, you, you know, know, you know, uh, Mace lost some 
Yes. Games when his team rushed for 300 yards, but those were 31 to 28. They weren't 13, yes. to 10, you know. So. People are starting to draw the inevitable con- comparisons between Fleck and uh, Mace, by the way. Because they had the, he peaked, but but Mace's peak lasted a little longer, right? Mace's, Mace had about three really good years in a row, right? This guy, yeah. had. I can't remember yeah. if he had three really good years in a row, but it, it, it felt different when Mace did it because they had been bad for so but long. Terrible, yeah. And, yeah. You know, now the best thing they ever happened to Mace was brew. I mean, it makes his whole... Uh, his whole <laughs> tenure by by comparison look even better, but um, I don't know. They're gonna, they're going to regret this season for a long time. He's um, eleven. He won eleven games. The first coach to do that in a hundred since nineteen oh four. And then I always have to point out, well, one reason for that being they didn't play eleven games right. until about nineteen seventy five. So right. seventy six. So. The first seventy some, the first uh, seventy years of that that you're bragging about, they didn't play that many games. Impossible, yeah, dummies. So, um, any, uh, but uh, I, I gotta think if you sat there and froze your rear end off on Saturday, uh, that that uh, you're not, you weren't, you didn't leave there too happy. That's no, for sure. no, it was even if you didn't freeze, I think you don't think you were too happy. Well, let's uh. Let's let's talk quick twins. Uh, we were both out at the mall, Mall of America on Friday for the big jersey reveal. I thought by and large I liked the designs of a lot of stuff. I'm not really loving the new M with the star is logo. The logo now is that our official? That's, that's one of the logos. Yeah, that's that's a that's a logo. Is it just one of them or is it it? Is that it? I'm confused about that. I'm not I'm not entirely clear. Even when they did even when they did the reveal, uh, they had they didn't have it on unis, did they? It was just on hats. Right? Yeah, they might. Have, maybe they had it on a sleeve, but yeah, they, they. I think they had it on the hats for sure. But I thought the unis looked pretty good, especially the one Buxton was wearing. Yeah, they're, they're fine, you know. Expensive though, as you noted. Oh God Almighty! I uh, I was uh, shocked, uh, but at first, let me say, more people showed up than I thought they would. Yes, you know? like midday uh, Friday at the mall. There was. But it didn't. It doesn't look to me like the Woodbury crowd that goes to hockey games and doesn't care how much a jersey costs. Okay. So I checked it out. I, I actually heard someone mention this, and I said, "Oh, that can't be true." I checked it out. Twins website, three hundred and four bucks for the new jerseys, and mm. that's without your name on the back. If you want your name on the back, it's like four fifty. And then somebody told me that the pop up they had there. There was like 360 or something wow. on on the scene. What are you doing? What are you what are you doing? I, I know, you know, I talked to somebody with the twins and they said, Well, there's very few of these right now because Nike's behind and Major League Baseball is well then maybe you know, maybe you should just not reveal it yet. You should wait till you have some. Uh, you shouldn't. I think you charge people that much money, you just it's it becomes a negative uh, thing instead of a positive thing for you. The the big reveal, but uh, this was a Joe Polad baby, right? By the way, this yeah, was, he was he was up there. Well, no, he was the guy that okay, he's kind of become the young family member. He's right. been with station fifteen years or something, but uh, this is this was all him. We got to refresh our look. We got to refresh our sound. We got to refresh everything. They're, they're trying to meet a younger, you know, I don't think 
jerseys are going to do it, but they, you know, they look and see that the baseball demographic is 64 years old or something. And they're, they're trying to make themselves more hip, but you know, the way to make yourself more hip for with a 24 year old guy who's just getting started in his occupation is not to charge him $304 for a Jersey. I don't think so. Anyway. It's also to go win some games and to, uh, to that and they made two trades on Friday. I'm keenly aware of that because I was beat writer for yeah, a day. <laughs> they kept you busy. They kept day. me busy up until about 8:30 p.m. <laughs> Friday night when the uh, when the Kyle Farmer trade became official. But so they the day started with the uh, the trade of uh, of Urshela, and that wasn't entirely unexpected because you thought they might non-tender him anyway. So they get at least a little something from the Angels Mary- for them. Very little, by the way. Yes, very little. A a class, you know, he's a 19 year old class A pitcher. So we'll see whatever comes of that. But then they trade later in the day for Reds infielder Kyle Farmer, who was primarily a shortstop the last two years, made 212 starts at shortstop the last two seasons, but can play some second and some third. So I guess my question for you is you know, it seemed like they were really eager to get rid of one of their more professional hitters although farmer probably yeah. fits the bill oh, I, reasonably well there but um it would have made nine or ten million dollars so what yeah farmer's gonna make six so yeah but but Herschel is he's a ten million dollar player keep him yeah you don't know listen there's a very good chance you're gonna get very sick of watching miranda play third base okay he's a hack in my opinion in the field whether he's playing first or third he's more familiar with third but he's not right. good at third he's good at hit that's where he can play yes that's that's it and by the way uh you know the the way you guys get people what what do you want to get rid of a good player for i I get it he he doesn't you don't have to promise him 500 at bats but i can guarantee you by the first of may they're gonna feel bad that they don't have this guy yes because there's somebody's going to fail you. Uh, so, but Kyle Farmer is now your opening day shortstop because you're not getting Correa back. That's, okay. that's what it seems like to me. I mean, I, I've, I've been going back and forth with, with some, some friends, some fans. They're like, yeah, they can still get Correa. I'm like, well, I don't, like, Farmer, yes, he can play other positions, but he's primarily a shortstop and they just went on trade him. And I know when they got kind of life, <laughs> they traded him again right away, but. Uh, this this seems like this is at least their their plan, or at least the, at least it's a a fallback for for anything that happens. It does seem like they're done though, at least at that position, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. This guy's gonna they're gonna play him there because they you know that that Palacios was terrible, got uh, claimed by somebody, but but they they don't have anybody. You know they got Kiki, whatever his name is. He's uh, one of their prospects, but he's a couple of years away, and Royce Lewis. Okay, if Royce Lewis is ready to play in June, right? Then he's got to play another month before you call him up. And then you don't know if he's going to be a shortstop anymore with his uh, two knee surgeries. It's, uh, you know, it's it's a desperate uh, situation in the middle of the infield right now, in my opinion. What you got to help is hope is that Blanco is healthy and can play 140 games again like he was before his knee. Now that they said he had tendonitis too. So, uh, you know, 
the the good news was Buck ran around. Buck Buxton walked around the stage twice and he didn't get hurt, so that's good. He's, he said he's been cleared to run. He clear got cleared yeah. to run on that Friday, so he's he you know, cleared to play center field. One hundred twenty games. That's what I wanted. Him. He was, you know, what he got asked about that. He said uh, it was an encouraging sign that he played ninety three games last year. Patrick, that was his uh, that was his company line, and it was he how said many, that was the most I played, and I don't know how long. Is like yeah, since two thousand seventeen. He's yeah, right about that. How many of those were in center field? Yeah, not enough. 60-something, 68, something like that. That ain't enough. That ain't enough. I don't know. There's. Let me say this about our 2023 Twins. At this moment, there is no reason for any optimism. None. There is nothing to be optimistic about, in my opinion. The pitching is, they're going to have more starting options. But you let Ursula go. And keep Emilio Pagan. There's Pagan, something yeah. Wrong. There's something wrong because Pagan, he's going to end up making what six or seven, and you can mm. add the other guy for ten. I, I think they're know. saying like three point seven for Pagan, probably. All right, they don't want to admit they're wrong on that one, right? Wow. Yeah, I know. It, it's uh, you know, it just you know, the PR of being there was kind of fun because it was so overamped and it was easy, easy to make some jokes and stuff but uh but uh you know that's there's nothing that has occurred in this off season to make you optimistic no they need they to might, go get a couple they need but, to go get a couple pitchers to make to make me optimistic or to make me think okay might, at least they got something figured out and they might truly be willing to pay Correa over 200 you know 230 or something whatever it is but he hates right field here and he looks around he knows they're not going to win if yeah. you're his point isn't he gonna if you know if you got some options uh aren't you gonna go somewhere where you got a better chance to win i don't know i don't i don't see where there's a chance to win here for a while so no, I, I, I don't either i don't I, either anyway yeah. Narrative for change in a week with the Vikings and some of these other things. At least the hey, the, the team with the big winning streak now is the Wolves. Maybe we can talk about them. Or even the fans are still upset with the Wolves, though, because they're not winning the right way. They're, um, they're still giving up the leads. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I love that. Uh, they're giving up leads, but that's the NBA. It is. Of course it is. Yeah. Play. You get ahead 20, and then you're ahead four, and then you still win. That's, yes. You know, I, you know, that everybody does that. And look around the NBA right now. A lot of weird stuff going yes. on. Oklahoma City just had a winning streak of about four games. Yeah. Utah. The Kings. Utah's a dynasty. The Kings yes. are. It's great for the league. It's great for the league that not every game is predictable as you, they usually are. They get to play Miami tonight, and they're terrible right yes. now. Yeah, no they got like six G League guys on their roster right now. Yeah, so, anyway, yeah. Yeah, what the. You, you know, NBA, if you hang on and win or you rally and get and win, that's the way it is. So, yep. You know, it's there, there's always comebacks in the NBA. I don't worry that much about that. No, it looks like Finchie just needs 13 games every year to get things sorted out because they were four and nine last year before they started sorted out, and they were five and eight this year. And now they've won three well, fact, in a row. The fact D'Angelo hasn't been pathetic. Helps <laughs> definitely helps definitely helps when a guy making that much money thirty million and starting yeah. in your starting lineup isn't a complete liability. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Every time he has the ball, scream! What the hell are you doing? That's uh, that that's an up that's an upgrade with deal dealo. So all, all right, right. Well, I'll let you go get ready for U.S. versus Wales. I'm sure you got a big uh, viewing party going. 
Yeah, did, did that thing finally start? Good. Thank you. The, uh, as I call it, the world championships of diving on grass. It's fantastic. <laughs> Wouldn't be complete without a soccer cheap shot as wow. the U.S. prepares to play at 1 p.m. in the World Cup. Thanks, Patrick. Bye-bye.